Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Ravening, a.k.a. Amis, is an Indian horror film from ni- 2019. Uh, this is a movie that, this is the kind of horror film I was hoping to discover out of India. I searched, and I keep searching for... Like, I like a dark, grounded horror film, right? The other horror films I've watched from India are all great. Don't get me wrong. The majority, almost every film I've seen out of India it has been amazing. But there's a type of horror film that I'm really a fan of, and that is one that is definitely grounded. I guess some people may call them, like, elevated horror films. Uh, more of, like, an independent vibe to it than... You know, not monsters and, and and supernatural stuff. That stuff is fine, don't get me wrong. But I really do enjoy kind of uh, like seeing something that's grounded in reality and seeing horrific things and seeing how humans have the potential to be monsters themselves. Uh, so I was pleasantly surprised to come across the description of this movie, which how it was described was it was very controversial. It's a movie that's supposed to have similar vibes to the 80s horror films that were uh, like part of the video nasties, part of the movies that were almost uh, illegal to watch, right? Like maybe like a cannibal holocaust type of a movie which I'm a fan of that movie as well. Brutal movie. I would say that movie is far more brutal than this one, but this one is definitely grounded. Um, and this is a movie that I absolutely loved. I re- if you like a grounded horror film, I would highly, like, psychological, just, I highly recommend this. Now, I'm going to try not to spoil it. This movie, for the first hour is really a movie about two people forming a bond over food, right? It's a married woman who has an unfulfilling marriage. Her husband is always out of town. He is kind of part of this doctor's beyond borders type of a deal. She herself is a doctor but has a local private practice that she works out of her home, out of a clinic that's that's, uh, I think, near her home or part, like, the lower level of her home. And she helps this one kid one day whose friend has an upset stomach, helps him out, and she finds out that he's part of this, quote-unquote, meat club, where because they are unsatisfied with modern-day ways, meat are kind of... uh, Every aspect of how people get meat currently, with factory farming, uh, the processing, all the aspects of it. It's, it's a club where they basically will acquire a live animal. They'll slaughter the animal themselves, uh, butcher it themselves, cook it themselves, and then enjoy it. So it's, it's a club where they can appreciate meat and appreciate these animals in a way that you really only get if you're like a hunter and you're har- harvesting animals from the wild. Um, and as she learns about this, she's interested and she doesn't, uh, she doesn't accept any kind of payment for her helping 
their friend who was a vegetarian and just went a little bit crazy eating meat for the first time. It was just indigestion. Uh, so she doesn't accept any payment, but instead offers to accept payment in meat. So the next time they have their meat club, just save, bring her a portion. Right? And that's how this kind of friendship starts. And it's this friendship that turns into more of a bond. Like it is, it's, it's as much of a romantic relationship as you can be with two people who never touch each other. There is no physical contact between either of them. She ha is like zero desire to be unfaithful to her husband. She has a friend that she kind of helps cover for her friend is is not faithful to her she's kind of uh she she has she covers up her friend's infidelity and she doesn't want that to she doesn't want to go down that path herself so th their bond is purely platonic and focused around food where this kid who is a phd he's going for his phd studying cultures who eat different kinds of foods so this is something that he's passionate about food and eating meat and eating different animals and experimenting and and with that his knowledge opens her mind to trying new things to trying meats and foods that are you know a bit taboo the act of eating meat the act of eating flesh has kind of maybe an erotic type of nature to it. Definitely she's trying new types of food that she wouldn't do. Maybe types of food that, that would be forbidden. You know, I mean, culturally, different cultures think it's acceptable to eat certain foods where others don't. You know, an example of that would be some cultures have no problem eating dog or cat meat. Uh, whereas, obviously, Western civilizations, that would be horrific. Uh, some cultures would never eat cow. A lot of India is vegetarian, and they don't eat any meat. So that's part of this thing where even though it's not a sexual relationship, it's definitely a relationship that is taking her out of her comfort zone, opening her mind to new experiences. And this guy is a guy who's been afraid to fall in love, afraid to get into a relationship. And for some reason, this scenario is something that speaks to him, and he is attracted to this platonic relationship. And you see, like, the first hour is no horror film involved at all in this first hour of this film. And it's only, like, an hour and 50 minutes. Right, so the second half of the film, there's a turn that happens about halfway through, let's say. But the first half is just these people kind of forming their bond, going, you know, him, them, you know, talking over the phone, texting each other, him taking her to go eat these new kinds of meat. Like one night he takes her to this place uh, that serves bat meat, which was kind of the... the most exotic the first dish he gives her uh as payment for helping her his friend is some rabbit meat that he got and uh 
you know, so it's it's very platonic. It's very, but still, like even food, there's kind of a a, a sensual type of a thing when it comes to food, anyway. Uh, and she's very particular about eating her food. She doesn't eat with her hands. She always uh, insists on using silverware. So it's like, even in the way she consumes food, she has she puts up boundaries. She puts up restrictions on how she consumes. Uh, with this relation, she puts up restrictions on how close. Right, she doesn't want to cheat on him. Not only f- because of societal, mostly societal pressure. Right, she doesn't want to be her friend who's cheating on her husband. She, in some ways, feels morally superior because of that. In a similar way, using s- silverware, she's a germaphobe. She is a doctor, so she is afraid of, in using her hands, maybe cross contamination and things like that. So, so much of this, and it's great. This is like it's a simple movie where you're seeing these characters get to know each other. You're seeing this bond form. Like this kid is excited about introducing this woman to new foods. She's excited because she's opening her mind to new things. She's trying new things. She's being adventurous. You know, she's getting to know this guy more who's sparks her interest he's very knowledgeable about the foods that he he's into you know he's able to express his passion over food to her in a way that's intoxicating for her in some ways so despite her being fine with in some ways being part of this meat club she doesn't want to join her friend with in the cheaters club let's say Despite the fact that even though, like, there's even a part where her husband comes home and she invites this kid over, which the kid's name, let me get his name. Uh, her name is uh, Nirmali, and his name is Sumon. Sumon. Sumon? Sumon. Sumon, I think. And so she invites him over to dinner. They're. Ha- they're have a a dinner party a lot of people are over her husband's in town so she invites this guy that she she tells her husband about it because it's just been a platonic friendship invites him over of course suman nervous maybe drinks a little bit too much clearly has feelings for nirmali nirmali yeah clearly has feelings for she's an older woman she likes these foods that he's giving her like he he definitely and but also respects the fact that she has these boundaries respects the fact that she eats with silverware with respects the fact that she doesn't want to take this relationship necessarily any farther than a platonic one they share food they share a love of food together but she doesn't want to cross over. And even her friend, her friend is there at this dinner party. And she's like, you better be careful. The way he looks at you, you can tell he's got, he's got eyes for you. And you could tell her husband's like a nice guy, but clearly prioritizes his work over his family. And he's doing good things. He's going to impoverished places, helping to eradicate disease. But so he's not like a bad guy, but it's also clear that she wants 
more she wants him to be around. She wants to be in a relationship with him, and he's not willing to stay. He's more devoted to his career. And they make excuses, like even when he's in town, she starts making excuses like her friend. You know, her friend who was cheating on her husband would would call her and be like, I need you to, if anybody asks, we were at a play together. We were out to a movie. And there's a time where when her husband's home and he's getting ready to leave again, she's like, screw this. I'm going to go hang out with my friend Simone and we're going to, you know, just, and she has her friend tell the excuse, hey, if he asks, we're out to a movie or whatever. We're out to a play. So in some ways, she's acting as if she's having a sexual affair with this guy, but she's not. They still haven't even touched their hands. She hasn't, like, he is, he is, like, over several instances, the idea of, like, there's many close-ups of his hand and him wanting to just touch pinkies, right? Just to touch her hand. Like, there's this, like, constant tension of his just desire to have just the smallest physical contact with this woman. But doesn't do it. Never does it. Which adds to the overall tension between them. Because it's like there's clearly an attraction there. But there's, like, they never, same way with the food. Like, she never touches the food. Her hands never make contact with the food. It's always the only time the food touches her at all is when it's in her mouth. And also this guy, like we, he, we find out about this kid that from one of his friends is that he was, they always thought he was afraid to love somebody, but then maybe because of the restrictions because this relationship is being forced to be platonic, that's why he's willing to finally open up. Right? This is only because of the the parameters of it being a platonic relationship that he's actually able to open himself up to actually falling for somebody. And then... And then... There's a dream sequence. His buddy, he's Simon is at his buddy. He's like a, his buddy is a uh, vet, vet, veterinarian, or he's going to school to be a vet. And he's doing something with a dog. I don't know if he's doing an autopsy on the dog or surgery or what. But Simon, waiting for his friend to be done, falls asleep, and th- he has this dream, and it's. Very art film, art, like something that if you were walking into an art gallery and you saw a projector up and it's just playing, it's just playing like this art house type of imagery. It's very surreal, like imagery of a dream that he's having. Kind of like erotic, but not showing anything, like maybe showing a torso, curtains blowing in the breeze superimposed images very beautifully artistically done dream very like very erotic but not 
overt, not overtly sexual, but definitely has that vibe of this dream of clearly, and then like images of her face. It's like clearly like a very lustful dream that he's having about Nirmali. I, I feel like I'm pronouncing her name wrong. And it's this dream is the turning point of this film. Okay, so if you don't want to be spoiled, maybe you know where it's going. Maybe you read a synopsis. But this is the point that I don't want to spoil. Let's take a little break from the show to promote. If you sign up for Inspired Disorder Plus for one year specifically, you get a free painting. So a year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus is $50. The painting, the majority of them are $100. So it's $150 value signing up for one year of Inspired Disorder Plus. So not only do you get a free painting, but you also are subscribed to Plus for a year, which means that you can binge this show, the Ray Taylor Show, ad-free, the full week ad-free available on on Monday. You also get discounts that are members-only pricing type of deals. All of the podcasts that I've produced in the past, close to 20 different podcasts, I've produced hundreds of episodes. There's also my personal blog. You can ask me anything if you want to start podcasting or get into art. All of that stuff available in addition to a free painting when you sign up to one year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show! Right, because even that first hour where they're getting to, it's great. It's a great movie. I don't really, I don't really spoil anything necessarily. But after this dream, there's a turn. Things go, start to go sideways a bit. Okay, so spoilers. I highly recommend watching this movie. Check it out. You can find it streaming. It's not available on platforms. I think there was one platform. But if you search, you can find this movie. Maybe because of the controversy of what happens in the second half. I've seen worse, but I could see how this very grounded movie, almost like a ro- you know, drama, romance type of a movie, Basically, two people, amazing acting, amazing performances. Like, the tension that is there exists. It is 100... I am in this movie. I am existing in this movie. I am 100% on board. Everything that happens. And then Suman wakes up from this erotic type of a dream. This dream where he's clearly lusting after this woman. He wakes up and he tells his friend, I have an idea. I know what I'm going to do. Spoilers. He tells his friend, I'm going to feed her my flesh. Of course, his friend just laughs it off. It's like, what? Okay. But you see where this movie is going now. And it's a grounded real take which i absolutely love which makes this movie right it doesn't turn into it doesn't turn crazy it stays grounded the whole time but the path is just as devastating he wakes up i got this idea i'm gonna feed her my flesh 
which technically is the only time she has touched any other flesh is when she has consumed it. She doesn't touch it with her hands when she eats it. She doesn't touch him in any way. There has been zero physical contact. But he loves introducing her to new foods. In some ways, even metaphorically, it makes sense for it, like for him to consume. So much of love is about somebody consuming the like the the desire metaphorically to consume somebody you're so passionate about probably similar ideas that inspired vampires right there's that kind of lustful predator prey type of a thing wakes up has this idea and and it's at that moment it's like even though i knew the synopsis and kind of forgot like almost thought I was watching a different movie. And then he says that I'm like, oh, here we go. This is where it turns into a horror film. Nothing has been horrific. Up in, unless you think somebody eating an animal that wouldn't necessarily be consumed. Let me just say they don't eat dogs or cats in this movie. Bat was like the craziest thing so far. But he wakes up, he has this idea, and it's like, oh, we're getting going now. This is this is where the rubber is going to hit the road. And it's the only way he can think of to, like, get close, to, like, have a physical bond in some way. So, and his friend, kind of a doctor, not really. His friend is a vet, right? He's got the... All of the stuff, scalpels, you know, painkillers, things to numb him up. So his friend, and he, like, does all this research. Suman is a smart guy. He do does all of this research. He has this idea, stays up all night, and then tries to beg his friend. It's like, I need you to do this thing for me. Just cut a little piece of flesh. I looked it up. You can do it. It's fine. Just take it from here. You know, take it from one of my thighs, you know? It's excess. Just take take a little chunk. Right? Convinces him. Doesn't tell him what he's gonna do. Right? I'm gonna do experiments. I'm trying to I'm trying to do some experiments, so I just need this sample. Right? Just a small sample. And he gets this sample. And it's a scene. The way it's shot of him preparing this dish is a shot you would see in the most well-produced show or movie about food. Like, the preparation is done with so, so much love and so much care. Like, he is a Michelin star chef creating a high-end dish. And the meat, the protein of that dish, just happens to be a chunk of his thigh. Right? produces this and it's like oh he's gonna do this thing doesn't tell her doesn't tell her gives her the dish they have like this little thermos type of a container that he's been giving her all of these foods you know so he gives her this thing she goes home it's like okay i'll eat I'll tr try this, like, oh, we left this dish for you. Let me try this dish. And it's like, it looks like deviled eggs almost, but in, in the filling inside the egg white is, like, the the small bits of meat 
cooked with other things, right? It's not just a little slab of meat, right? It's in a dish. She doesn't know what she's eating. It's like what he makes good food. He has good taste. All these meats taste so good. I'm excited to try this thing. She eats this thing, and it's like she has this look of like, this is amazing. This is delicious. This is absolutely delicious. And she loves it. It tastes so good. Doesn't know what she's eating. They go. They meet later, next day, whatever, however long it's been. And he's nervous because he's going to tell her what he's done. And he does. And she walks out immediately. Walks out. Disgusted. Walks out. But the look on her face is like, right? She's disgusted. She knows she should be disgusted. She's acting as somebody should act when they find out that they just ate human flesh. And she's doing those things. But there's also, this like, performances are great. Because she's doing those things, but you know that on some level, she likes it. And it's like this, this deep down her like actual love for what she ate and kind of understanding on some level the gesture of what he's doing, right? They can't have a physical relationship. So this is like on some level how they're bonding, how they're physically bonding, how she's literally consuming him. So there's like that thought is kind of coming through her initial reaction of how she feels she should act when told that she's eaten human flesh she even tried like she ate the dish a night before she's a doctor she understands how digestion works she even tries to like throw up she tries to she like retches over the railing as she's walking away and but she she knows she arts arts way too late it's she's not going to be able to throw it up. It's already she's already consumed. It's way too late for that. But she's kind of going through the motions of what somebody would act, how somebody would act when confronted with the information that she just ate human flesh. But overwhelmingly, her kind of she's able to put that aside and she's able to realize that she's she's okay with it. And then there's like a montage of him going back to his friend and getting more chunks. And you see like these chunks of flesh kind of being dropped into these sterile little cups that samples go into for scientific purposes that are in like a solution or whatever. You know, because his friend doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what kind of experiments he's doing. He doesn't know. He's literally feeding himself those chunks of flesh to this woman that he has a thing for. That he still hasn't. The only physical touch has been his skin that is no longer attached to his body. Cooked with love and then her eating it. And there's like a montage of him giving her these different dishes. And it is shot like a movie that is a romantic, dramatic movie about food. 
not as if it's, you know, this woman going down the rabbit hole of cannibalism. And it gets to a point where she gets addicted and she says, I feel as if I've tasted the fundamental flavor of life. And this has made me forever hungry. That's how she describes eating human flesh. She is addicted. And these small portions that he is, it's becoming more difficult to him for him to continuously cut away that he can't satiate her feet, her hunger. She wants larger portions. Let's take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate, and then they can go to my website, inspireddisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy T-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch gift certificates, which are available currently at inspireddisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. Meanwhile, she repays him by cooking him a dish that she she's a doctor she cut a chunk of her her calf out and cooked a dish for him but when he ate it and then he ate it in front of her and then when she shows the bandage on her leg he acted automatically how humans would act when they find out they just ate something that they probably shouldn't have ate. And he goes and actually throws it up. It wasn't like a day later. He he couldn't bring himself to eat her meat, where she has, at this point, become addicted to him. And also, she kind of feels insulted in some ways, that he won't, like it's only a one-way street. But she tries. It's not like she's just a taker and he's a giver. Right, She tries to repay him with a dish from her flesh, but he can't bring himself. He loves the idea of her eating his flesh, and the other way, he can't bring himself to do it. But then she gets addicted. Then she says, I feel as if I've tasted the fundamental flavor of life, and this has made me forever hungry. Real food does nothing to her anymore does not fill her up, does not quench her hunger. Human meat. She's become addicted to human meat. So much so where this is like where it gets, where it's like so much of this is like a movie about addiction, right? This could be a movie about heroin. This could be a movie about, you know, fentanyl. This could be a movie about any of the highly addictive substances, gambling this could be like alcohol like this this is a movie about somebody who gets addicted to a substance and then goes to desperate measures when they can't get what they want 
right? This is the end, but it's done in human flesh, which makes it horror. It is an addiction movie about cannibalism, and it's horror. Beautifully done. Desperation. Tries to sneak him in. She's like, I need... He, like, at one point, he's like, I'm going to give her my toe. I'm going to cut a toe off. She wants more meat. I'm going to cut a toe. What do I need a toe for? All of Most of my work, once I get this degree, it's going to be mostly desk work anyway. I don't need a toe. And that's when his friend is like, I'm no longer doing this. He found out that he's been cooking in his hostel. He finding it, found out that he's been cooking his own flesh. And he's like, I am not going to participate in this anymore. You are on your own. Right? They get in a fight. You're, I'm not helping you anymore. Right? So on some level, he has part of an addiction as well. He's her dealer in some ways. But he's addicted to that, getting off on giving her himself and he can't do it now but then he finds out she's addicted and she like tries to she's trying to come up with ways sneaks him into the hospital they go down to the morgue and she's like here get a piece of the arm get a piece of the leg big chunks like this is a body came in it's fresh right she's getting desperate and he wants to do anything he would do anything for her he's like we can't do this this is bad this is not going to end well but she won't she can't she's a, she she's fiending for it right she's not thinking clearly and he wants to help he wants to be that guy for her so he goes and you see him like the performances in this movie are so good right you see him go out of town to try and get harvest some meat he's going hunting like we can't do the morgue thing there's cameras everywhere i'll figure something out right and while he's doing this he gets caught he gets caught and it's it's not an easy process. He's not a professional killer. He's not like he's tr- in the process of trying to get meat for this woman. He gets caught by the police. And she's waiting for him and texting him. So now the police know what's going on and they're like what is this shit what were you were cutting up a body this woman clearly they have all of these texts as proof and then the next morning after she drops her kid off at the bus please show up with a warrant there's a news crew right there as well Ma'am, would you like to talk about these allegations that you are, you've been, you're a cannibal. You're responsible for this guy who was found being chopped up. You're working with this guy that killed somebody and was chopping him up. You want to speak into the mic, lady? As you're you're going, you're being put into the the cop car. Also, the police are very polite to people, right? (laughs) She didn't cuff her, didn't throw her against the ground. They just kind of like grabs, here's your warrant, grab her hand, put her in the bus. 
and it's like it's like it's pretty much done, right? And you see the fallout from this because the news. Her husband knows. Her friends know. Her kid knows. His friends know. His friend that's the vet found out. He goes and they're like, they found one of his little test things for the sample. So he's like, oh, he's going to be part of this as well. Right? It all comes crashing down. It's like when you're watching, you're like, oh, my God, it's all done. Right? Because on some level, it's a horror movie. So on some level, you're like, you almost hope that he's going to be successful in you know, getting your meat. It's horrible. You, you almost hope that he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I, he comes back with like these big chunks of meat. And she finally gets to eat. But no, we're, it's like grounded. And you're like, oh, my God. And they do this thing where like after their interrogations or whatever, they put bags over their heads to bring them out. So the public can see them, so the news can see them, kind of like a public shaming. Almost similar in some ways, I guess, to how some Asian countries will have uh, the criminals who are convicted of a crime reenact their crimes in public for public scrutiny. So they bring these two out in bags, standing at the, in this doorway as like camera crews and you hear news reels, you hear these anchors talking about, this is disgusting, cannibalism, they have completely destroyed the name of this city, I can't, the world is going to think different of us now because of this whole tragedy. And there's this sweet thing that happens at the very end of this movie where they're both standing there they're going to jail forever. I don't know what kind of punishment they'll get. It's not going to be good, right? It's not going to be good. But there is this kind of love story underneath the, the depravity of this movie. And there's this scene at the very end where she reaches out, because they're standing side by side. She reaches out and then touches his hand the first time they're, they've ever touched the first physical touch, aside from her eating him and him trying to eat her, like the first time they touch hands and then they hold hands as like both of their lives are, are pretty much done. It's kind of like a romantic end to it, despite the cannibalism, right? I love this movie so much. Like one of my favorite horror movies kind of reminded me of raw in some ways raw goes a different direction but still has that kind of cannibal aspect to it um grounded type of a movie but yeah this movie was amazing i spoiled the hell out of it um but yeah it's it's amazing the first time they ever touch physically touch each other is when she goes to hold his hand when they're both their lives are both horrible and i'm sure at that moment on some level he was elated he's like finally like i can die now i finally took <laughs> took this thing to the next level uh it's crazy i love this movie i highly recommend checking it out uh ravening indian film my favorite indian horror film so far uh it's also goes by the the title amis a-a-m-i-s uh but if you just search ravening r-a-v-e-n-i-n-g just Google ravening streaming free. I don't know. There's websites uh, or buy it. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Uh, check it out. 
New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can 